How many of you have your Bibles with you tonight? If you have your Bibles, I want you to open up uh, Matthew chapter 4. Matthew chapter 4. It's not on, it's not on, the, uh, on, the, on the PowerPoint tonight, but I'm going to read this. You can read this with me tonight. Matthew chapter 4. Uh, beginning in verse 18, and it reads like this. It says, One day as Jesus uh, was walking along the shore of the Sea of Galilee, he saw two brothers, Simon, also called Peter, uh, and Andrew, throwing a net into the water, for they fished for a living. And Jesus called out to them, Come, follow me, and I will show you how to fish for people. The Bible says, And they left their nets at once and followed him. Let's pray for this over this message tonight. Father, we thank you. Lord, we thank you, Father, for this for this appointment that you have made for us tonight, Lord God, to receive your word. Lord, we thank you for your message, Lord God. We pray right now, Father God, that, that, that hearts would be open to receive, Lord, and that we would apply that which you have for our lives tonight, Lord. We thank you, Lord God, for direction. We thank you for your love, your grace, and your mercy, Lord. We pray right now, Father God, for if there are any here uh, that do not know you, that do not have a relationship with you, Lord, that they would establish that tonight, Father, before they leave this place, Lord. We thank you, Lord God, for the work that you are doing within each and every individual here in this place tonight, Lord God. Have your way. Lord God, I pray, Father, for a complete surrender to your will, Lord, as we as we, Lord God, do your kingdom work. We pray right now, Father, for a strengthening, a refreshing, a renewing, a fresh zeal, passion. Lord God, we pray right now, Father God, that you would help us, Lord God, to see your purpose for our lives, Lord, and to see, Lord God, that nothing is going to stop what you have set forth. What you have promised will come to pass. Father, we thank you for you are faithful. We thank you, Lord God, for allowing us to be here tonight in your presence. We give you all glory, honor, and praise. In Jesus' name, the church says, amen, amen and amen. You guys have been, you guys have been uh, getting into a series um, entitled uh, Leadership is Not an Option. Uh, we've been, you've been going over the verse of 2 Timothy 2.15, which says this, uh, Do your best to present yourself to God as one approved, a workman who does not need to be ashamed and who correctly handles the word of truth. So we're going to continue tonight in this series. Uh, this, this sermon tonight is entitled, uh, Follow the Leader. Turn to your neighbor and tell him, or ask him, are you following your leader? Now, beside, beside, beside me, uh, 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 you know, and this was, this was um, you know, God, God has brought me a long way um, when it comes to, when it comes to uh, uh, following my leaders. Uh, God has done a lot in my life, actually, uh, when, it, when, it comes to, when it comes to coming under uh, the authority uh, of someone. Uh, I was that person who, who uh, uh, didn't really take well to authority, um, I was a church kid, 
and you would think, you know, a church kid would be a good kid, um, but that's, that's not always the case. Um, yeah, and, 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 and if many of you uh, knew me growing up, you know, you, you, you knew who I was, but I, was, I never really took well to authority. I never really took advice that well. And when I was preparing this message, I thought, wow, God, thank you. Thank you for the place that you have brought me to today, that I am able to, to, to humble myself uh, and, and, to, and, and to come under the authority of those godly leaders that you have set in place in my life for a reason. And I can look back now and I can think, thank you, Jesus, for putting key people in my path. Now, I'm not saying that every person that was in authority over my life in every time of my life was, was necessarily good. See, because there was, there was times, there was times where I thought, God, uh, what are you doing in this situation? Why, why are you allowing me to, to go through this? Why are you allowing me to be under such and such or so and so? And I remember, uh, I remember at my, at my job many years, many years back, and um, I, had this, I had this boss, and, and it, was, it was tough. It was tough being under this, this individual um, because I felt that I felt like they shouldn't have been in that position that they were in. You ever, you ever feel that way about someone? And I felt, why, why should I have to listen to this individual? And this individual would, you know, would, would uh, or had a, had a short temper. Uh, he liked to, to, to throw things across the room, literally. Uh, and, and, and I would just think, I can't believe that I have to come under the authority of this individual. And many times I would, I would ask God, God, remove this person from the workplace. <laughs> and, I would, and, I would, and I would ask God that, and nothing would ever happen. I go to work the next day, and he's still there. Next month, he's still there. You know, a few months pass, and, and still the same individual. Nothing has changed. I remember coming to a place in my life where I was just fed up. And I was like, God, what is going on here? This is not fair. I thought I, thought I was your child. I thought you were looking out for me. This person is, is, is purposely giving me a hard time, making life difficult for me. God brought me to a place. What he told me was, 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 just so profound. He said, shut your mouth. I said, what? He said, shut your mouth. All I hear from you is complaining. All I hear from you is whining. This is all you, this is all you bring to me. But what you really don't understand is that, I'm, is that I'm using this individual to do something in your life. You see, but many times we don't see that, right? 
You know, when it comes to following the leader, uh, we, we automatically think, uh, uh, well, yeah, that just means godly leaders. Well, let me read God's word here and see what it says here in Romans 13, verse 1. Romans 13, 1 reads like this. It says, for all authority comes from God, and those in positions of authority have been placed there by God. See, and this is, this is exactly what God brought me to in this place in my life. Because I thought uh, that I was just to submit myself unto or, or, or under people who I thought deserved it. People, people who I thought were, were at a level where I thought a leader should be. And God says, that's not what I'm asking you to do. I'm not asking you to be obedient only to those that you may like, only to those that you may agree with, only to those that you think have the qualities of a leader. But what I'm asking you to do is to submit yourself unto me. See, God was telling me this. He says, submit yourself unto me because I have placed that person there over you for a reason. So when you come against this individual, you're actually coming against me. Now, I know this is very heavy for the beginning of a sermon. You're like, man, I'm ready for an altar call now. The Bible says we are to submit our lives to all authority. Why? Because all authority has been established by him, by God, to accomplish his purposes. In what? In you. You see, do you believe that God is doing a good work in your life? Do you truly believe that? Then we have to come to a place where we allow God to change us, to be able to, to, be able to come under the authority of those he has placed under us. Follow the leader. See, what I was doing in my life was I was allowing pride to keep me from submitting myself to those God had placed over me. What are, what are some of the, the, evidences, the evidences of pride? The evidence of pride is, is, a, is a, uh, sometimes a, a failure to admit mistakes. Do we have anyone here that ever, that ever has a hard time admitting that you're wrong? I can't do that, especially to those under me, because I don't want them to know that I make mistakes. <laughs> Believe me, they already know. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Cat's out of the bag. Some more evidence of, a, of pride in your life is a lack of a teachable spirit. Someone gave this quote I thought was really, really good. They said, no one is unreachable as long as they are teachable. I like things that run. I just do. Our church knows that I've always wanted to be a rapper, but <laughs> God gave me a, a, a different calling. <laughs> Someone say, thank you, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> 
No one is unreachable as long as he is teachable. You see, God is able to use you as long as you are teachable. Turn to your neighbor and tell him, you need to stay teachable. Tell him, stop being so stubborn. <laughs> oh, man, some of you just got into some fights right now. That's all right, we're going to have an altar call. Don't worry, give it all to God. <laughs> and what was taking place in my life in regards to evidence of pride was a rebellious attitude towards those in authority. Ooh, ooh. Who do they think they are? Do you, know, do you know how much experience I have? I should be overseeing this. I should be the one in charge. I should be calling the shots. Who do they think they are? Well, they're the person that God has placed over you. That's who they are. In church, we need to understand that there is a bigger picture when we when we start to take on this rebellious spirit upon our lives with those that God has placed over us. Because it's more than just coming against an individual. You're coming against God himself. You see, and God wants to change some things tonight. God wants to, God wants to open our eyes to things tonight. Because maybe, maybe it's not taking place in your life right now, but maybe that day is coming where you're going to be tested and God has given you a word right now that you need to, that you need to come under that person because, because that person has been placed there by God. Now you can see the bigger picture. You see, a word from God always does us good. It always betters us. See, don't forget it was pride that separated the devil from the very presence of God. James 4, 6 says God opposes the proud but favors the humble. How many of you want God's favor in your life? Let me tell you, you need God's favor in your life. You need it. You don't want to be without it. You need, you need those doors to open in your life that no man can shut. You need those things to happen in your life where others say, whoa, where did that come from? And you can say, from my father. He gave me a gift today. And he keeps, he keeps giving me these gifts. It's his favor. I didn't, I didn't get here because of me. I got here because of his favor, his grace, and his mercy. Well, what if I don't agree with their instructions? What if I don't approve of their leadership style? See, it's not our responsibility to agree or approve, but to adhere to, to obey, to surrender. See, God will never... God will never establish us as an authority or you as an authority 
until you have first learned to submit to authority. God's not going to place you in a place of leadership until you are able to come under his leadership. This is important. This is key right here. Turn with me to Psalm 111, verse 10. Psalm 111, verse 10. See, because we are blessed through obedience. How many can say amen to that? We're blessed when we submit ourselves to those that God has allowed authority, authority over our lives. You see, and, and, and obedience doesn't require understanding. Psalm 111 verse 10 says this. It says, a good understanding have all those who do his commandments. You see, what the Bible says is that we gain understanding through obedience. See, because many, are, many of us are waiting for us to understand why it's happening or why you have to be in this situation. And then you say, when I, when I understand, then I will obey. But God's word says, no, 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 no. Once you obey, then you will begin to understand. See, I love God's word because it to it's totally opposite of how we naturally think or what the world says. It throws us for a loop there. Yeah, Hebrews 13, 17 says, Obey your leaders and submit to them. For they are keeping watch over your souls as those who will have to give an account. Let them do this with joy and not with groaning. For that would be of no advantage to you. You see, godly leaders watch over your soul. This is exactly what they do in your life. You see, the Bible says that we are to come under all authority. But as long as, as, long as uh, uh, that, that authority doesn't, doesn't draw you from, from, from keeping the standards, the moral standards that God has placed in your life. As long as it's not, as long as it's not getting you to go against uh, the word of God and what he says. But now we're talking about godly leaders here. And the Bible says about godly leaders is that they watch over your soul. I think, of, I think of my pastors, and I think of all, all the disciplinary action that I've received here in church <laughs> over the years. I think of all the rules that are set in place, all the guidelines. I was, I was sharing with... Um, I was sharing with our church a little bit, you know, just a little bit, because I didn't, I didn't want them to run away from the church, but a, but a little bit of our dating rules, <laughs> how it was back in the day. Like I said, I, I didn't, you know, share everything, because they'd be like, what's wrong with you guys? But I look back and I think, man, 
How did, how did, how were we able to get through all of those guidelines within the church when it came to dating? How did we make it? How were we, how were we able to be successful in keeping those standards that our pastor, our pastor had set in place. And I think uh, it was because of godly leaders in our lives. It was because of key people that were helping us along the way to keep our purity, to keep our integrity, to make sure that we saved ourselves for marriage for each other. And I think it all stems from our pastor. Why? Because our pastor watches over our very soul. You see, our, 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 our pastor, you need to understand, as pastors, you are accountable. Amen, Pastor Danny? We're accountable for you. We're accountable for what we say. We're accountable for how we act. We're accountable for, for, how, we, for how we may feel and show sometimes. I remember this, this Sunday, my, my wife's probably gonna be mad at me for bringing this up, but I remember this past Sunday, <clears throat> I was sitting after service and I was, you know, we were, we were in the, 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 the little, you know, cafe portion there after service and I was sitting there, I didn't realize that I was just had a blank stare, like just blank stare, like nothing was going on up here at all. And I was tired, you know, I was, you know, I was, I was just worn out. <clears throat> My wife comes to me and she says, you know, she, you know she, she's all happy, she's smiling. You know, I'm thinking, you know, what's she gonna say? You know, she's all happy. And she says, uh, babe, smile. <laughs> and I said, what? <laughs> I thought I was smiling. <laughs> she said, you look upset. But it, but it dawned on me, hey, people are looking at pastor to see, to see how he looks. <laughs> People are looking at pastor, uh, you, know, you know, maybe, maybe for, 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 for some encouragement, you know, even though it was after service, you know, they already had the good word and everything, but people are looking to you. And I thought, man. I need to really watch the things, not only that I say, of course, but also the facial expressions. <laughs> I told her, I told her, that's just my face. <laughs> just have a mad face. Matthew 10, 28 says, do not be afraid of those who kill the body but cannot, but cannot kill the soul. Rather, be afraid of the one who can destroy both soul and body in hell. You see, the watchers of the soul truly care for you. Why? Because they understand that that's what really matters. They understand that that's what's going to last forever. That this is, that this is just temporary here. You're just, you're just renting the body that you're in. It's not really yours. You're gonna have to give it back one day. So take care of it, right? But our soul is what's gonna last forever. See, and the pastor understands that. 
And I think, you know, why are those guidelines there that we place here in New Harvest? Why? Because the pastor understands that he is a watcher of your soul. He understands, he understands that he is accountable for what takes place here. He understands that he is accountable for what he allows here. And let me tell you, that's a huge responsibility. And for us as a church, we need, to, we, need to, uh, uh, we need to support our pastor. We need to support him in the things that he does, in the decisions that he makes. Why? Because he is watching out for you, whether you think so or not. You see, we are to submit and to support. Submit and support. See, there's a difference between submitting and supporting. Uh, submission means coming under or yield to someone considered uh, an authority. Which means that you must, you must make up your mind to submit to your leader in the same way that you would submit to Jesus. And support, support means to uphold. It's a comforter, a maintainer, a defender. You see, contrary to popular belief, pastors and their wives are just like everyone else. They hurt, they make mistakes, they encounter disappointments, they get tired, they get weary. You see, and we, we need to support our pastors, we need to pray for them. Are you praying for your pastors? Are you praying for your leaders? See, sometimes we don't, we don't quite understand that our, that our pastor is like everyone else, that our pastor is just like you. We have our bad days, let me tell you. Well, I can't, because I'll be here like for two weeks. Be like a therapy session right now. <laughs> we have our bad days. But the question is, are you understanding of that? Or do you, or do you feel the need to always let the pastor know when he made a mistake? Because you're just, you're just on it. <laughs> I'm gonna let him know that he didn't do this right. That's why he has me here. <laughs> That's my calling, I'm good at it. I can point out, I can point out anything that someone's doing wrong. God has given me that gift. <laughs> no, it's not, a, it's not a gift. You need, to, you, you need to get rid of that curse in your life. <laughs> and you need to start supporting that man of God, that woman of God. See, don't, don't be so concerned about bringing out faults because believe you me, God, God shows us God shows us, pastors, where we slip up. God speaks to us. You better believe that. See, your job is to uphold, to sustain, to maintain, defend your leader. Pray for them. I want you, I want you to raise your hand in this place if you hold a leadership position here in New Harvest. Raise your hand if you're a leader. Church, I want you to look around. Raise your hand up real high. 
I want you to look around, church. These are the leaders in the church. When's the last time you prayed for them? When's the last time you went up to them and said, hey, thank you for all that you do? Thank you for teaching my children. Thank you for being a part of care ministry. Thank you for cleaning toilets. Thank you for standing in the parking lot while we can be in here and receive the word. See, there's a heavy responsibility on those that God has placed in leadership within his house. It's a heavy responsibility. And that responsibility doesn't stop at them. It keeps going with you. You have a responsibility. Are you fulfilling that? 1 Corinthians 11 verse 1 says, follow my example as I follow the example of Christ. What a statement. What a statement Paul makes. I mean, can you imagine? He says, follow me as I follow Christ. When's the last time you told someone that? When's the last time you took someone under your wing within the church and said, follow me as I follow Christ? Or are you the person that says, oh, don't do what I do. <laughs> you, don't, you, don't, you don't wanna follow me. I'm not a role model. I was just thinking, you know, what, what, would, it, what would it look like? What would it look like if, 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 if God made a replica of how we have lived in the past seven days? <laughs> how would that person look? How would that person act? What would, what would, be, their, what would be their characteristics? What would be their priorities, their emotions? You see, Paul says, follow me as I follow the example of Christ. And I believe that that's what God seeks for us to do, is to be able to be at that place, to be able to be at a point where we can, where we can tell someone that, but also, but also to come to a place where we understand where we need to be in the house of the Lord and in under authority of those that God has placed over us. Why? Because he will bless you. He will bless your life. You see, what I didn't understand, what I don't understand that was, was that there were things that I, were, that I was missing out on in my life because I wasn't submitting myself under the authority that God had placed over me. And that wasn't even in the church that was in a secular arena. And God says, I will not honor. I will not honor your request. I will not answer those prayers of yours because you have not submitted yourself unto me. You have not been obedient unto me you see we may we may look at this and we may look at at it in a way where it's it doesn't it's not a big deal 
You know, it's, it's really not a big deal. No, it's a huge deal. Because it's the underlying causes of why, of why someone doesn't submit themselves un, under authority is what is key here. As I mentioned earlier, it was pride for me. I was full of pride. He shouldn't be there. What I was really saying was I should be there. What I was really saying was I deserve that. He's not a leader. I'm a leader. And let me tell you, fast forward now, what has taken place is that as soon as I begin to submit myself under the authority that God had placed over me, God began to elevate me in my life. Why? Because God opposes the proud, but he favors the humble. He favors the humble. See, how well do you submit under authority? Do you have difficulty doing this? Do you, do, you, uh, do you find yourself at a place where I found myself? Do you, do you see the same symptoms in your life that was taking place in mine? You see, God wants to heal you, amen? Because we need healing. Turn to your neighbor and tell him you need some healing. God wants to change some things in our life. God wants to do a transformation. And if, you, and if you truly believe that God is working everything out for your good, it is at that place that we can submit ourselves unto him. It is only at that moment in our life that we can say, God, I trust you. I trust that what you're doing is for my good. I trust that, this, that this, this situation that doesn't feel good, that you are building me up, that you are growing me, that you are doing something in me, you are changing me for the good. That after this, that after this, that I am gonna be stronger, that I am gonna be more deep-rooted, and I am gonna begin to understand why you allowed me to go through it in the first place. I look back and I think of what took place in Matthew 4. How Jesus said, follow me. Follow me. He wasn't saying, hey, follow me for the weekend. Let's go somewhere. Let's get out of town. We're gonna, we're gonna, you know, we're gonna go do this and do this and... I'll get, you, I'll get you home by, by, by Sunday, you know, noontime. Don't worry. No, what he was saying was give up everything you have. Give up every goal that you had set for your life. Every desire. Give up your, 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 your means to living, which was fishing for them. Give it up and follow me. That is huge. 
the magnitude of what took place, some of us can't even imagine. We read over it and we think, oh yeah, they followed Jesus. But we don't really understand what actually took place. Church, God is calling you. God is calling you. To what, a leadership role? No, to be obedient. To be obedient where you are. And let me tell you, when you submit yourself unto God, when you humble yourself, God will lift you up. God will lift you up. And let me tell you, this is, this is nothing like man lifting you up. This is, this is nothing like you moving up in the world. When God lifts you up, no one's bringing you down. No one's bringing you down. Are you willing to be obedient? Are you willing to submit your life under the authority of God? Are you willing to support those that God has placed over your life? And are you willing to pray for them? Pray for them. When you get angry, pray for them. When you feel like quitting, pray for them. When you feel like telling them off, pray for them. When you feel like telling them all the mistakes they've made in the past week or the past month or the past year and, and, and they shouldn't be where they are and they're horrible and you wish you never worked for them, pray for them. Pray for them, church. And God will honor your obedience and your submission. As we bow our heads and close our eyes tonight, follow the leader. Follow the leader. Jesus has set a perfect example for us as he came to earth and followed the plan of his father unto the point of death. It was obedience. It was obedience that changed everything. It changed your life. changed your future. It gave us hope. As every head is bowed, every eye closed.